0: Welcome to The Nolan Podcast from National Oil & Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor, Hannah Bubser. It's March, and that means our Best Workplaces issue of the magazine is out this month. In it, we feature a franchise shop and an independent shop that have established winning work environments and team cultures. For today's episode of the podcast, we're chatting with the winner of the franchise category, Speedy Oil Change & Auto Service of Charlotte Charleston. I spoke with one of the owners, Steve Sarantonio.
1: Can you just introduce yourself to our audience um, and maybe tell me a little bit about your career journey in this industry so far?
2: Sure. Um, Well, first, let me... Thank you, Hannah and uh, Nolan, for nominating uh, my shops, myself, my wife, and um, for a Best Workplace uh, store. It's uh, it's an honor to uh, to be recognized and have an article written about us and have pictures of myself and my guys and, and girls in the magazine. So thank you. Um, I started uh, back when I was about 19, and I worked for Jiffy Lube for about 19, about 18, 19 years, um, moved to, after I left Long Island, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I worked for Valvoline instant oil change. Um, when I worked for Valvoline instant oil change for about five and a half years, and then I ended up doing my own thing and buying my first shop. Um, just knowing how I wanted to treat people, my customers, my employees, and, um, also, kind of to do things my way. I've 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 learned enough at that point from previous owners that I worked for to kind of felt that I could be, um, I could be successful, and I can bring my knowledge to to uh, my own franchise. And that's what I decided to buy our first store, which August will be ten years.
1: Great. And let's talk a little bit about your speedy franchise. So you mentioned a little bit about how you got started in this, um, but what else would you like to share about just how that journey has been setting up your own franchise um, and really getting that underway and what you've sort of learned along the way in establishing that?
2: Sure. Uh, Well, 10 years ago, when I started looking for a franchise, I found um, a Speedy that was uh, a corporate-owned store in Concord, North Carolina. It was um, it was a franchisee that was failing, walked away. Corporate took the store over. They're, they were not uh, good operators of stores at the time. Um, so they were looking for someone to take it over with my kind of experience. They gave me an opportunity to get started uh, for minimal cost, and went and bought my first store. Um, I remember shopping local stores in that area and seeing kind of the the environment of how they treated their customers. I kind of mystery shopped, and I realized if I can bring you know what what I know how to treat customers, that I could definitely grow that store and be successful with a team that I can I can put together. So. We started ten years ago, and I had a, a gentleman, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Wozner, who was working with me in Jiffy Lube, and then he worked with me in Valvoline. Um, come with me for the journey, and um, he's been with me ever since. And now he's a district manager for me. And he came and took good faith, and he came and worked, you know, seven days a week like I did in the beginning, and and we were able to turn that store around and, and start making a profit and. From there, we obviously grew to five stores. And Speedy, one of the things with Speedy was that I love about Speedy is that Speedy is a quick lube on kind of half the shop and on the other half, it's a repair shop. So the the benefit of the Speedy brand is you you get the oil changes that will filter some of that work into the repair side. So you also have the repair side, which can – get that that trust from customers when you when your price is fair and your work quality is great your customers then trust you to do everything and you're not that you know back in the day when i was vaveling in jiffy lube it was oh we don't do that here but you can take it down the road and now with speedy it was we could do anything so that obviously built a lot of confidence in myself because I wasn't used to that with Valvoline and Jiffy. And um, it was hard for me in the beginning, though, probably the first year or so, because the customer that comes in for the repair side is a different customer. Their expectations are different. The employees, the mechanics that you hire, their expectations and the way that they operate is different. Um, The way they diagnose cars is different than what I was used to. I was used to the hustle, the quick loop—you know, ten-minute oil change. Hurry up, get it in, get it out. Um, kind of like a fast food type of environment. And now, all of a sudden, I was also running um, like a restaurant, you know, and 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 it was more of a sit-down. And oh, I'll drop the car off for a day, and 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 that was an adjustment for me personally. But I had a lot of good good mechanics through the years that worked with me and kind of helped me learn along the way. So that's been great.
1: So while you've been balancing all of those shop dynamics, some of them new to you, some of you, some of them familiar, um, how have you prioritized kind of the elements that create a, a quality workplace? Because, you know, we're talking about the best workplaces. So um, what has that been like for you to really establish a good work environment for your team?
2: Um, I think the number one, the most important thing, I think the success that we've had is because it's a family. Um, I, I would say family first, and that's the way I am with my teams. Um, I think that in the beginning, my wife working, you know, weekends, she was working a full-time job. Her being there, my at the time, my daughter, she would be behind the register playing on a tablet at, you know, seven, eight years old. So her being behind the register, you could you could feel the vibe in the lobby. In the lobby, customers would be on their phone. And every time I look in there, they're on their phone, their heads are down. But then I, I put my wife and my daughter in that lobby on a Saturday and everybody's chit-chatting. And you know, all the ladies are chit-chatting, the men are chit-chatting, and everybody's talking, having a good time. So it kind of became the and the family vibe with not only the employees and, and myself, but also for customers. They felt like it was a, it was that family owned business. It was that small, small town business owner and his family trying to you know, make a living. And I think in the beginning, that's what really catapulted us for success because people, when it came to work for us, they were used to these corporations or these big companies where they were just a number. And being small enough at the time, one store, but even at five now, you're, you're small enough where you can get to know people and having a real true interest in what people are up to, what the kids are up to. and And, um, and that family atmosphere is probably the number one key that I think that has led to success for us.
1: So you describe it as this really great family atmosphere, and I'm sure that ties into how your team communicates together as well. How would you describe the dynamic between your team members and just kind of what your communication style is like, how you guys work together? What does that look like at your shops?
2: Sure. We have um, we have a, a group text messaging where all my management, so we have 22 um, managers, assistant managers, district manager. Um, back, my brother runs the back office. We have him on it, myself. So we have about 22 employees, which is almost half of our employees that are on this group text. And and we share um, successes and we share failures. We share uh, numbers every day at one o'clock. You know, numbers come out. Everybody sees how everybody's doing whether it be controlling sales or labor or, or ticket average, we do end of, end of night numbers. We do, um, Jimmy does a weekly numbers where he reports numbers for the week and kind of how they did for the week. And, and everybody kind of cheers each other on, like, oh, great job down there in so-and-so store or wow, what a week up in Concord. You know, and, they, and they really pat each other on the back for the success. And when someone you can tell a store is struggling in an area, they truly will support. They'll give them ideas. They'll even come and work in a store and spend a day if they need it in some kind of training or development. Um, We have that happen constantly.
1: This episode of the Nolan Podcast is sponsored by Valvoline. You've invested a lot of time and money building your QuickLube brand. Are you leaving profit on the table due to labor shortages, limited inventory, or unreliable suppliers? Valvoline can help. Valvoline's premium brand can help streamline your business, drive traffic, and maximize your bottom line while retaining the name and reputation your customers trust. Not only can you get all of your products in one place with Valvoline, but you can also leverage their award-winning ASE-certified training programs. To learn more about what Valvoline has to offer, visit partner.valvoline.com or click the link in this episode description. And from your perspective, um how do you stay sharp as as a leader? What are some of the things that you engage in in your daily life or anything like that that keeps you kind of on top of being a strong leader in your position?
2: Well, I think I'm, I'm very humble. I, uh, even though I have now 30 years almost experience in this industry. Um, and, uh, I just last year, I took, uh, my two managers to California because in the, in the speedy world, California, the shops out there are are the best. They do the most volume. They do the highest sales, the car counts. They have the best running stores on paper. And, um, I took my two managers and we flew out to California and it was just a learning exercise for three or four days. And we visited those top performing stores and we went and we spoke with the owners and the managers and the employees. We, we looked at the footprint of the stores and kind of what they did and how they integrated that repair and, and quick loop side. Um, you know, we went to lunches and dinners and sat down and just, talk shop for hours and hours. And when we came back from that, I mean, it, it, was, it was the best money well spent for team building also. But most importantly, we came back with some great ideas that they were doing out there that my team now implemented, whether it be in my, my, my one store, I put an alignment machine in because in one store there, they showed me a technique and how they put it in so that it didn't get in the way as much as I thought it might. So I was able to really learn from them and not, not think of course, like, like so many owners will like, oh, my stores are perfect and, uh, and I'm great. And I can't learn from anybody else. We were able to go out there and the three of us learned so many great, um, things and picked up a lot of great ideas and and implemented them and and really made some good good changes to develop our stores to make them even better. So things like that whether it be you know visiting other stores in our market and learning from from we have franchisees potential franchisees come to me for training and they might come to me for a week or two, and and they come with experience from previous jobs. Maybe not in the quick lube industry, maybe not in the automotive industry, but they come with ideas, and and I'm always willing to listen. To they'll say, "Oh, well, you ever think of doing this or trying that?" And and they they bring some good ideas to the table, and right away I I'll make a change in in the way we do things because. They brought an idea that, you know, from a customer's perspective, because they've never been an owner or an employee, they've been a customer before. So we, we definitely grow because we, we're humble and we listen. <laughs> we, we listen quite often to, to other people, which is important.
1: So there are a lot of elements that go into establishing and creating a, a good workplace, are there any lessons you've learned along the way or any challenges you've had to navigate in really getting this work environment to a place that you're proud of and that you feel like um, your team really benefits from?
2: Um, Yeah. The benefits we offer um, being able to offer guys and and girls benefits that I never thought I would be able to offer people. Um, I think you know, obviously, the challenges of it being the quick lube and the repair that that was a challenge in the beginning. Um, COVID, of course, for everybody, was a huge challenge. And if you don't, if you haven't changed the way you hire, um, the way you you treat your employees, the way you hire and find good employees, um, you're struggling. And and I see it. I see it in other franchisees. So. You know whether we give a, a finder's fee to an employee for finding an employee, a friend, and bringing them on board. Whether it be just you know the medical coverage, the dental coverage that we offer, um, whether it be the the training that paid for inspection school, we pay for that training. Um, we also do stuff like um, we do a yearly Christmas party where husbands, wives. Girlfriends, boyfriends, they can come. They bring somebody. We get together. We have uh, giveaways and have a great party outside the store. That's very important for team building. They become part of the family by doing stuff like that. Um, whether it be dinners, um, you know, the trip to California, whether it be top golf stuff, and and a lot of that family stuff came from my really my previous owners that I worked for as a district operator or a district manager, the way they incredibly created this family, like you wanted to work with them. You wanted to be a part of their success. You wanted to help them be successful. And that was my, you know, Valvoline and Jiffy Loop. Thank God. I worked for really good owners that, that built that family environment. So I, I understood, I mean, I always had it instilled in me just from, growing up from my parents and, and enjoying that family vibe but seeing owners run these businesses and and be successful but still you know be hard enough and strict enough to be successful but also make it a family like it's your like it's your child you're helping um, that was always that was important to me and, and seeing them then you know prosper was important to me. So, stuff that we do, you know, incentives we provide, whether it be um, stuff that I've already spoke about, um, bonuses, which a lot of people do, you know, bi weekly bonuses, monthly bonuses, yearly bonuses for hitting certain goals. Um, we were currently now working on exploring, which I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag if my employees listen to this, but is uh, a 401k program. Uh, now we're at a point where financially, thank God, we can offer something like that with a, with a nice match. So some of these young guys and girls and, and, and even, even people that we, we, we've hired, people that have retired with pensions. Um, so they kind of just work for me for extra money. They have an opportunity to save some money for their retirement. So we're, my wife is currently working on, on that program now, and hopefully we can roll it out by the summer. And get something like that working. So,
1: and looking ahead, what are some of your goals for the future?
2: Um, we would we would grow. I think going to five stores was yeah, it was a little challenge, but we have a great support staff. Um, you know, my brother works in the office and and kind of controls the operations and the back office for my wife and I. So he does a lot of the heavy lifting, as they say. Um, he's been with me about three years. So we have a good support system. He understands that, as I say before, there's, there's no cash registers in the office. So you are a support system for the stores. You're not the, you're not the boss sitting behind a desk in an air conditioned office while they're out there working their butt off, you know? And, and so I could see with the support staff we have picking up a couple more stores if the right right thing was available, I would have no no problem and, and I think we're 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 aligned right to do it if uh, if and when the deal happens.
0: listening to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. For more content, visit nolan.net and follow Nolan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Associate Editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time.